Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are your state headlines. In San Diego, municipal workers and residents continue to assess damage and conduct cleanup efforts after a storm struck the city this week. In San Diego's South Crest and Mountain View neighborhoods, up to 100 homes might be uninhabitable because of flash flooding that overwhelmed the city's storm drain system. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria explains why his city was caught so off guard by the storm. This dumping of rainwater is unprecedented in most San Diegans' lifetimes. None of us alive have seen anything quite like this. Uh, To put this into perspective, the last storm of this severity was in the 1930s, and there have been fewer than five storms this severe in the city's recorded history. San Diego's mayor is urging residents to fill out damage assessment surveys to help the city qualify for state and federal assistance. Governor Newsom has issued a disaster proclamation for San Diego County, which should expedite help, like speeding up unemployment benefits for people whose jobs were affected by the flooding. And a big blow to journalism here in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Times has cut about 20% of its newsroom. Here are details from LAist reporter Yusra Farzan. At least 115 employees at the paper received layoff notices. Owner Patrick Soon-Chong told the Los Angeles Times that the move was necessary to stem budget losses. Despite a push to diversify the newsroom when Soon-Chong purchased the paper, Erica Smith, chair of the newsroom's guild's Black Caucus, said the layoffs have affected a large number of journalists of color. There's about a dozen journalists, uh, black journalists, who were affected by the layoffs. It really decimated the number of black people we have on the masthead at the LA Times. Also among the cuts were staff members of Delos, the vertical focused on the Latinidad experience. That was LAS Yusra Farzan. The LA Times layoffs come only days after members of Congress warned that layoffs of journalists at a variety of media outlets could pose a threat to democracy and political accountability during an election year. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. A corner store in Los Angeles's Skid Row neighborhood that's a crossroads of community life is being sold. But instead of letting it get snatched up by the highest bidder, the Korean-American family that runs the market has worked out a deal with a black-led nonprofit. As KCRW's Megan Jamerson reports, the move serves as a small step toward healing historic racial tensions in Los Angeles. At the Skid Row People's Market, Danny Park's customers can buy things like fresh produce, socks, and duct tape. But the store's motto, which is painted high above a cold case, offers Skid Row something more. Our mission statement is providing products and services that nourish the mind, body, and soul while uplifting the creative spirit. Park, his mom, and their employees also offer customers a safe hangout space in a neighborhood that's known for having one of the largest unhoused populations in the U.S. On a recent afternoon, a man who goes by Righteous Awareness bought a bag of sun chips and a pear. He says for the last five years, he's bought something from the store almost every day. It's a wonderful store, a lot of nice people, you know. I like the vibes. Park's parents bought the store in 1995. It was a tough time for Korean Americans to own small businesses in black neighborhoods in the aftermath of the 1992 civil disturbances after the Rodney King verdict. When Park took over the store in 2018, his friend and mentor, Pastor Stephen Q. John Maui, says he saw Park face these tensions with honesty. John Maui says the long-standing stereotype is... The Korean people come into our communities and they extract wealth from our community. They don't put anything back into our communities. John Maui, who is Black, says Danny Park turned that stereotypical story of Black and Korean-American tensions around. Danny is not just someone who profited from the community, right? I think once he took over, he led his family to really understand what the communities have been going through. For Park, the decision to sell the store was difficult, but the timing was right. His 69-year-old mother wants to retire. And for Park, the stress of running the store had become too much. He says it will take getting used to after the store has been the center of their lives for so long. Yeah, like, what am I going to talk to my mom about now? If you don't have this, I'm just going to, like, twiddle our thumbs. After the decision was made in the fall, Park's first phone call was to John Maui, who founded the community nonprofit Creating Justice LA. Once he said he wanted a community member to take over the store or the market, I understood exactly what he meant. And he wanted to continue that legacy of taking care of the community. Park says he wanted that because of what the community has given his family over the years. The residents and community really helped put food on the table for our family. We were able to purchase our first house, uh, help pay for me and my sister's schooling, all these things just 
this access to life opportunities. So John Maui came back to Park with a proposal about a week after their first phone call. John Maui said creating justice should acquire the business. Park, who sits on the nonprofit's board, agreed this would help to ensure the store could continue the mission of fostering social and economic health for the people of Skid Row. It's a beautiful, unexpected kind of thing that's like really awesome. Meanwhile, the symbolism of a second-generation Korean-American-owned store being sold to a Black-run nonprofit is not lost on John Maui. I think it's a step, you know, towards healing and a step to build outside of the, the, the regular narrative. Back at the market, it was 5 o'clock, and Park was closing up for the day. All right, Danny, see you tomorrow. I asked him how he would like his family remembered. He chewed on the question thoughtfully. Hopefully as a um, source of inspiration. You know, that would be a great, like, privilege. Yeah. What's next for Park this year? Lots of rest and reflection. And at 39 years old, figuring out how to earn a paycheck doing some sort of advocacy work in downtown L.A. And perhaps the most important thing of all, he's getting married. For The California Report, I'm Megan Jamerson in Los Angeles. And that is this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, January 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day out there. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org lbca. Monterey Bay Aquarium, inspiring conservation of the ocean through amazing live exhibits and global action to protect the ocean from plastic pollution, climate change, and overfishing. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.